and welcome to the Around the Table podcast with pastors Matt Smith and Nick Decker. This podcast is all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. The goal is to help you grow in your faith and spiritual walk with the Lord every single day of your life. To learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. And now your hosts, Matt Smith and Nick Decker. pastor here in Lebanon. I'm joined with my co-host Matt Smith, our lead pastor, and uh, we're excited to be back. Last week we took a break. I discussed a little bit about Pray for a Player. Didn't really do an episode, uh, but took a break. Just decided uh, since all the snow and ice and whatever else happened, we decided to take a break and come back. And now we are discussing today the new sermon series starting in the book of Acts called Eyewitness. You started it yesterday, Pastor Matt. Why don't you, let's just jump right in. There's no reason to give any more introduction or anything else going on. We can at the end, because I think what I want to talk about as far as going on in the church, I think we'll connect to your sermon. Yeah, no, uh, no need for an introduction. I mean, we're, we, we're so well established. So now. well established. Uh, was it 14? Episode number 14. 14. If you count last week, 14. So 13, 13. So 13. Yeah, you never use 13. That's right. We'll just skip right over it. Yeah, no need for an introduction. Why do you call it eyewitness? I'm curious. Well, uh, that's really based off of Acts 1-8, where Jesus said to his disciples, uh, you will be my witnesses. And so um, so I, I kind of play off that a little bit, you know, yeah. with eyewitness, not, not like an eyewitness uh, in the sense of giving eyewitness testimony, but eyewitness in the sense that I, if I'm a follower of Jesus, am supposed to be a witness about him and of him, you know, to, to everyone that I come into contact with. So it's it's the whole book of Acts is about helping us uh, as we go through this series learn what it means to be a follower of Jesus, and at the core that means to be a witness of Jesus. Now, Luke, uh, interestingly enough, too, there's there's a lot of backdrop to that uh, title, but Luke himself was not an eyewitness in the sense that like John and Peter and uh, some of the disciples were, but uh, Luke gets his information from those that were eyewitnesses so there's just a lot of things going on there and uh, so that that's kind of what i was thinking with uh, the title eyewitness yeah. and yeah. it ties too into some things we're doing here at the church as far as trying to raise the evangelistic w- awareness that all of us it's not just you know i think a lot of times people get in the mindset that witnessing or evangelism is the job of the pastor the job of the you know clergy but in reality it's i mean it's every christian's job the great commission yeah, right. Christianity did not turn into a global, worldwide phenomenon. Uh, it did not turn into a movement uh, that has totally reshaped the world for the better uh, because uh, the early Christians said, we're going to leave it to the apostles to spread yeah. the message. <laughs> so yeah. every Christian is supposed to be a witness of Jesus and a te- and, and give testimony to, yeah. to, uh, to, to others about Christ. And so if you're not doing that, um, at the core, you have to say, "Am I? Uh, I mean, am I really following Jesus, yeah. or am I just saying I'm following Jesus?" Yeah. Do I really know Christ? That's that's interesting because we're going through Acts as a church, like on the Bible reading plan, and we're a little ahead of you because we started a little early and all the snow and all that. But we got to Acts eight, and it talked about how the persecution moved in, uh, and they were pushed out. But everywhere they went, Acts eight four says they went preaching the gospel to anybody they could, and it didn't say the apostles. It said everybody and so the uh, question the devotional thought was hey if you're not excited about and running with the gospel you probably need to recheck your salvation 
Um, and so I think that's a good point. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and you know, uh, like even when we talked about the title of the book, you know, it's titled The Acts of the Apostles, yeah. right? But it's uh, there's only a couple of apostles that are focused on, but then there's other Christians. Like what are some of the other Christians in the book of Acts who they weren't apostles per se, meaning they, they didn't see the resurrected Christ, uh, but they witnessed. Yeah. you got other examples, right? Philip, I'm thinking of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. I mean, literally just went from place to place spreading the gospel would be a great example of somebody uh, who did that. So there, there's several examples in the book of Acts, I think, that yep. uh, give us great examples of being an eyewitness uh, in the sense that we are to witness to everybody we can. And I think this this uh, series as a whole, as we just begin, I think will challenge our hearts. And I hope that it's interesting enough to us, which the Word of God should be, uh, to challenge us to tell other people about it. So that, that will, I think that's one of the driving forces behind uh, the desire of our church as a whole to become more evangelistic. And so I'm glad we've started uh, this series. Hey, so you you jumped into, just to recap a little bit here, you can recap your sermon, uh, you jumped into the first basically four verses, tied it back to Luke, uh, said, you know, it's a unique book. Why is it such a unique book for us to study as Christians? Well, I mean, just in short, it's unique in the sense that it's the only it is the only book that covers the content that it covers. I mean, uh, you look at other narrative uh, sections of Scripture and some in the Old Testament, even First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles. There's a lot of overlapping stories and period of time that's covered in all those books. Yep. Um, but you come to uh, then you come to the New Testament. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, um, and, and some of the, some each of them would have a something unique that they t- present about Christ and an aspect of that. Um, but a lot of the same stories are covered multiple times in those uh, books. But in Acts, it is the only, it is the only Christian record of what happens after the ascension of Jesus Christ back in the heavens, um, and the thirty years that followed that period of time, AD thirty to AD sixty, give or take two or three years, depending upon you know your your chronology yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but but that thirty year period, it's the only book that tells us that, yeah. that gives us that record. So. Uh, without it, I mean, we would be left in the dark yep. uh, completely as to how the church was formed um, and who are these people that Paul's writing to and how did they hear about the gospel and, and all of that. And so Acts gives us that. I mean, it's so unique in that sense. Yeah, you made a connection, I think, uh, in the sermon, if I'm not mistaken, to the fact that uh, we get to these epistles written by the Apostle Paul and we would have no idea how these epistles got written or who they you know, how they got the churches got planned or anything like that without the book of Acts. And so really just obviously the foundation to everything that follows um, and connected to uh, the book of Luke. Why don't you share a little bit about how Acts is connected to the gospel of Luke for our listeners? Yeah, so uh, Acts is part two. Uh, Luke is part one. So uh, really Luke writes his gospel and he says at the beginning he addresses it to Theophilus, the same one he addresses the book of Acts to. And, and who's Theophilus? Yeah, Theophilus, uh, as best we can tell, is someone that was an acquaintance uh, with Luke that he knew, probably someone of wealth and means. We'll get into that a little bit more, um, you know, maybe this week on Sunday. But I, th- I think Theophilus was um, someone who was funding this. I mean, uh, to have the money to uh, provide for the scrolls, um, for these two works to be written on. Uh, he was a believer. Uh, we believe maybe being challenged in his faith a little bit, uh, having yeah. some questions, um, being questioned. But, but anyway, uh, he, he you know he was uh, he was a believer, probably a, a person of means, and p- 
probably one who would have taken these works and, and paid for the copying of them so they'd be distributed. Um, that, that was certainly very important. Mm. So Luke writes to him, uh, and, and then in, in Acts 1, he picks right back up and tells us he had written the former book, and, and, and that was Luke, and then, and then we have Acts. And, and really, you get the sense, I said this Sunday, but as you read the end of Luke's gospel, you get the sense that as he came to the end of that, he was running out of room. And when we look at the um, kind of the study of ancient manuscripts and scrolls, we understand that 35 feet was the max length of a scroll during that period of time, uh, and that Luke would have, it literally would have, would have um, uh, covered 35 feet of scroll. And so you get the idea that at the end of his gospel, he's kind of running out of room, and he kind of recaps. Real quick, summarizes in a couple paragraphs. Yeah. And then in Acts 1, you get the fact that you get the sense that he's picking up where he left off and giving some detail. A lot of Acts 1, it, it almost feels like should have kind of been included at the end, but he just yeah. didn't have, have room. And so uh, there's a, it's just the foundational background to the book of Acts is the Gospel of Luke. So. I think uh, you said we could order the, uh, the, <laughs> the scrolls off Amazon. Is that correct? Well, uh, you know, a- a- Amazon, so it was ri- originally written on papyrus and— uh, you know, papyrus, uh, a lot of us don't know what that's like, you know, yeah. uh, what was papyrus. And so I went into a little bit of the backdrop of how they developed that and, and manufactured it in that day to produce scrolls and to write on them. And Amazon actually has a, a blank papyrus sheets um, that you can order today. Nice. You get a little bit of a sense of what it was like to, you know, to write. You know what you need to do is write your next sermon on that. Yes. Honestly, just see if you can do it. Maybe I should, yeah. Yeah, just to show the example. Yeah. It might take you double the time. Probably won't do that. Yeah, probably won't do that. But <laughs> anyway, I may order one just to have it. Hey, so let's switch gears a little bit and maybe discuss some things that you didn't mention. Uh, for for our listeners, we use a word called um, hermeneutics, which is basically the science of interpreting the Bible. How do we go about interpreting the Bible correctly? Obviously, uh, there are certain principles, certain guidelines that we are to follow as we study God's Word. Um, and... Uh, Basically, there are some dilemmas in the book of Acts. We, yep. we come to these dilemmas like, for example, you come to um, healings, right? So people are healed in the book of Acts. Do we see healings today? Are we supposed to be healing people? Uh, tongues, even we'll get into the, the gift of tongues. What does that look like? Gift of prophecy. Uh, this idea of, um, for our you know Bible nerds out there, this idea of the prescriptive, descriptive idea is Acts telling us what to do, or is it just kind of describing what the early church did? Uh, maybe help our listeners, maybe give some, um, obviously you can't answer all that in 10, 20 minutes, I understand that, or 15 minutes, uh, but maybe give our listeners a little taste of how we're going to deal with these hermeneutical issues as they come up, these these interpretive problems, or not really problems, more so dilemmas in the book of Acts. How, how, do, you go, how do we go about doing that? How do you want to set the stage for those things? Yeah, so that's going to be one of the most uh, interesting aspects of the uh, study as we look at, at uh, examples of things happening in Acts, and we ask ourselves, is this something we're supposed to be trying to do today or yeah. not? I mean, uh, I set the whole stage Sunday by saying that one of the reasons we're going to st- we are going to study Acts is to look at what the early disciples did, and where are we not doing what they did, and where do we need to be, you know, uh, convicted to do what they were doing? Yeah. 
Uh, on the other hand, there's a lot of things that will show up in the book of Acts that they did that we are not necessarily supposed Correct. to be doing today. So you've got a both and. Yeah. And how do you sort through the difference of that? Like you mentioned, um, you mentioned the gift of, of healing. And if we don't interpret scripture correctly, you know, hermeneutics, uh, if we don't have good hermeneutics, uh, when we come to the interpretation of Scripture, we will get way out in left field, especially in the book of Acts. Yeah. Um, let me give you one example. Uh, so in Acts chapter 19, there are handkerchiefs and aprons that the Apostle Paul had touched that when other people touched those, they were healed yep. of their sicknesses and diseases. So there have been people just recently and even today who tell you if you'll call into them and give some money to them they are a faith healer they'll send you one of these little handkerchiefs of theirs that will heal you yep okay well we see that happening in acts why are we doing that today you know we could probably make a lot of money if we were doing that but but why, why probably not off our handkerchiefs they probably yeah. won't go very far <laughs> yeah ours aren't gonna heal anybody <laughs> and you know and anyway, maybe spreading COVID, but uh, yeah, yeah, if anything, yeah, if anything, but but you you know you have like that actually happened in the Book of Acts, and so sometimes we look at these uh, faith healers that sell these handkerchiefs, and we just kind of you know we laugh about it a little bit, like oh how crazy people are to do this kind of thing, but they actually are trying to follow a pattern that they see in Acts yep. nineteen, and it's because they have a a faulty um, interpretation of that passage, uh, and then you you know I love the example of of, of uh, others where Peter like his shadow. Just his shadow, people were lining up along the street so that just his shadow would touch them. And if his shadow touched them, they were being healed yep. of sicknesses and disease. Paul even raised somebody from the dead, which is interesting to me. I mentioned this Sunday, but that, that one shows up in Acts where he, he raised a guy from the dead. He was preaching in the city, uh, and he was preaching till midnight. And the guy fell asleep. His name's Eutychus, fell out of sleep. He was sitting up in the mm -hmm. third-story window, and he fell down. Paul's it, preaching was so boring. Yeah, his preaching was so yeah. boring, Eutychus fell asleep. Yep. And then he raised him from the dead. And I'm going, wow, that's, you know, that gives me hope, because if, if a guy's preaching is still putting people to sleep, but he had the power to raise the dead, you know, hey, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe there's hope for us. Maybe but, there is. But anyway, so how do we interpret some of those things, um, you know, um, Speaking in tongues, you'll yep. see some of that in Acts chapter 2, uh, the idea of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, there's a lot of confusion around the Holy Spirit. Some won't even talk about the Holy Spirit because they're afraid of, of, of falling into charismatic, yeah. you know, Pentecostal errors. And then, you know, others emphasize it too much. Too much. And yep. a lot of that comes out of a misunderstanding of the book of Acts. And so, and, you know, casting of lots. Like, let's talk about that yeah. a little bit. So you got Acts chapter 1. And you've got lots being cast for the, the new disciple, yeah, right? Yeah, a replacement for Judas. Yeah, um, and so Matthias is chosen, and so they say, "Well, should should we be casting lots today?" I mean, they did it there, um, and so how do we know not to do that, uh, and to and, and yet to turn around and, and do something else that shows up in that same chapter? Yeah, because in Acts, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, the the author never, God never tells us not to cast lots. So how how do we go about? you know, interpreting that. Right, and so that's where an understanding of narrative scripture and how to interpret narrative comes into play. Yeah. And all that goes in the background of our preparations, you know, and study, and then comes out, you know, in, in the sermons. But Yeah, I think uh, I think that's some, some good things. I was thinking even, uh, for example, apostles. Like, we see apostles today. Are we supposed to uh, be in the office of an apostle as opposed to a pastor and an elder? I mean, all those kind of things 
come into play here as we interpret Acts. And I, I personally think that a lot of people will begin, they may not know it now, our listeners and watchers may not know it now, but they may begin to form questions as a result of this. You know what I'm saying? So as you begin to preach through Acts, they are going to begin to ask these questions. And so, hey, if you're watching this or listening to this and, and you do have questions, I really believe, especially when it comes to what we call like ecclesiology, the study of the church, uh, you will, uh, I believe, some of these questions will be answered in this. And so um, I think that the hermeneutical dilemmas, this, this, these interpretive issues, uh, will be raised in the book of Acts, but understanding how to interpret those in light of narrative uh, is imperative. And so uh, let me encourage you to, to, hey, if you're interested in that, we'd love to help you um, d- dive into that more. We'll be glad to offer some resources. Obviously, in, in five, ten minutes, we can't go over everything. But there are uh, certain principles you are to follow as you interpret uh, narrative, and we'll get more into that. Yeah, and like there's a, you know, it'll show up pretty early, but Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 38, um, Peter says, Repent and be baptized. For the remission of your sins. So like baz- baptismal regeneration. Yeah, so how do, I mean, we don't believe uh, in, in our church, we don't believe yeah. and teach that you're saved by baptism. We don't say that baptism is necessary for salvation, but Peter said repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. What what does that mean? And does that not contradict other scriptures? And so we'll deal with those things as we go through the book um, and the study. And so if you're listening to this, you know, join us uh, for our live stream or, or join us in person yeah. on Sundays because those will be questions that we'll be answering uh, that take more time than just a short little podcast. Yeah. Get out. Hey, so as we kind of wrap this up, because I want to hit those, those few things that you maybe didn't hit, uh, let me encourage you, too, to listen to the sermon. If you haven't already, I got a chance to listen to it uh, today. It was, it was uh, very insightful. I didn't, you know, I went to school for all this stuff and didn't realize the, the uniqueness of Acts and all that, it, you know, it offers for us. Uh, maybe offer to us some just practical so what. So, yeah, we heard all the unique things. It's great. Perfect. Uh, we need to know those things as far as the purpose goes to Acts and how we see the church developing. But what does that mean for our lives today? What can somebody take from the podcast today and say, hey, in light of that, I'm going to live this way this week? Yeah, I would say be a bridge builder. <laughs> be a bridge builder. Let me explain that. But I would say very practically just one thing today, and that is be a bridge builder. Um, Acts is about, okay, this is the main one overarching message we're supposed to get from the book of Acts, and that is that the gospel, the news of Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, forgiveness of sins available to everyone through faith in him, that message in the book of Acts spreads from a group of Jews to Samaria, Judea, and to Rome, to the ends of the earth, at the world at that time. Yep. The whole message is about the universal nature of the gospel. It's not, Acts shows us that transition in the way that God works from the Old Testament. Hey, if you want to be pleasing to God, become a Jew. You know, uh, be baptized into Judaism. Yeah. Follow the Jewish way of, of living. Become an Israelite to be pleasing to God. And it moves from that to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so be a bridge builder, because what we see in Acts is we see the message of good news and the inclusive nature of the gospel going from the Jews 
to the Gentiles. It's very in point, gets to the Gentiles. A eunuch, a, North, a man from North Africa, receives the gospel. A Roman soldier named Cornelius receives the gospel. It goes from Jew to Samaritan and all the way out to Gentiles. And you, you think about it, the racism that existed between Jew and Gentile I mean, uh, praying and being thankful that you were not a dog like a Gentile. Uh, those kinds of things that were built into the religious elite system yep. of many of the Jewish people during that day. And then they are taking the gospel to the Gentiles um, and building that bridge. And then not, not only going, going from one to another in that way, but also going to the Roman soldiers who were the oppressors. Yep. You know, we hear a lot today in our world about oppression, about the oppressor and the oppressed. There's all this critical theory stuff that we won't get into the details of right now. But a lot of these things are very popular in our world today. But one thing we cannot take a we, we cannot leave from today without saying is that the, 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 the early disciples had to do away with um, prejudice, prejudice in their own heart, whether they looked down on someone or whether they viewed someone as being hostile to them and oppressing them. And they had to overcome those things to be obedient to Jesus. And if we're going to follow the early disciples and follow the way of Jesus, we do have to do that ourselves, no matter which direction that may be going. And so um, I would say be a bridge builder. You know, be, be sure that you are, um, if you're listening to this, be sure that you are working as hard as you can to build bridges with people that are not like you, but people that need the gospel. Yeah. Because um, not only is, is Acts kind of showing us the, the way that uh, the early disciples, you know, went into these cultures and communities and went to people that were very different from them. I mean, think Athens, Greece, Acts um, 17, and Paul going into this, this uh, group of uh, philosophers and sharing the gospel mm -hmm. with them and, and some mocking, some believing, and some going, I want to hear more. Um, he went to them. He went to where they were. And so we got to build bridges into the lives of people that uh, are, are different from us um, to, to be obedient to Christ and, and to share the gospel. But the other thing that you see in Acts is not just the, the gospel overcoming diversity, but you see that we're all, all of us, Acts shows us, all of us, every one of us are, are, are exactly the same when it comes to our spiritual condition before God. Yep. And that's what really matters the most is that we're, we understand that we're sinners before God and that we need Jesus Christ as our Savior. Whether we're the Jewish high priest Caiaphas, who was the leader in putting Jesus to death on the cross, or whether we're the Roman soldier who enslaved and oppressed the Jewish people, or whether we're the eunuch from Ethiopia, North Africa, yeah. all stand before God equally condemned in our sins and need the gospel of Jesus Christ and only the gospel of Jesus Christ saves and brings us together in unity. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I would say practically is be a part of that in the way that you follow Jesus. Yeah. And everything, social media, everything. Look, I mean, look for opportunities. I think this week to, to be a br bridge builder, who is it in your life you know, that you uh, maybe say mm, the gospel's not for them or I've never thought about that. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I was listening to it, that's what hit me uh, personally is just thinking through, you know, I pass my neighbor every day. Yeah, he's my neighbor. But have I really thought about, hey, that is somebody I need to go share the gospel with or uh, even upward? I mean, there's great opportunities every day uh, to be a bridge builder. They're, they're more than just players. They're more than just, 
human beings. They're, they're people with souls who need Jesus Christ. Um, and so, anyway, I think that's great. Hey, next week, as we finish up, what are you preaching on? Acts. Oh, yeah, duh, Acts, yeah. <laughs> what specifically? Anything specific you can give away? Uh, you know, we're going to look a little bit at kind of uh, the beginning uh, part of Acts chapter 1, and we'll get into the content some there, um, how the book is structured. There's something really interesting uh, that's very practically applicable in verse one or in verse eight of chapter one, um, a way that we can break down um, verse eight, be my witnesses in yeah. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And there's kind of a quadrant of human relationships there um, that they, you know, that they had and that we have too. And we're going to look at what that means okay. for us and get into that uh, practically as we move now into the uh, actual uh, the actual verses of yeah. Acts chapter 1. Good, good. Well, that's great. I hope hope you'll join us 9.30 a.m. Our live stream's also at 9.30 a.m., but you can join us in person for our contemporary worship and 11 a.m. for our traditional service. If you're new to Lebanon or you're just jumping on here, you don't know what Lebanon Baptist Church is, visit us at lbcnow.org. You can also listen to the sermons there if you uh, haven't yet watched or listened to uh, this past week's sermon. Let me encourage you to do that. Also, let me encourage you to sign up for Pray for a Player. We'll put the link in the description that will explain everything about that. That's taking your sermon and making an application right there. It's a practical application yep, right there. For sure. So let me encourage you to do that. We still have about 100 kids that need to be adopted, so that's that's quite a few, but I think we can get it. Uh, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Lebanon Baptist Church here in Greensboro, North Carolina. We're thankful for the chance to uh, just discuss a little bit more about the sermon as well as help you grow in your faith and walk with the Lord every single day of your life. That's why we do this, and we're glad that you've decided to listen today, and we pray that the Lord uses this in your life this week. Thank you for watching and have a great evening. Thanks for joining us for Around the Table, a discussion all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church. If you would like to learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. Make sure to follow Lebanon Baptist Church on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.